Hello, Mountaineer Nation. It is game day, the last day of 2020. We're welcoming in and a big old ball game here in the Liberty Bowl at 4 o'clock. The Army, Black Knights, the Cadets off the Hudson. They're going to come down to down in there to Memphis, Tennessee, as are the Mountaineers. Going to make that trip from Morgantown. We're going to play a ball game that will be over in, you know, well in time. <laughs> Going to be one of the quickest games we'll ever see. Ball's going to be on the ground a ton. Clock's going to keep just chewing and ticking away. Should be fun. Um, it's going to be an opportunity for Jared Dagey to, to show us why he's the quarterback of the future. Maybe see a little wrinkles from Garrett Green. We'll talk about how Neil Brown's prepared himself and how he's fared in his previous opportunities against Georgia Southern, you know, a team that kind of runs this offense, Army runs, and in bowl games in particular, and we kind of like both of those things. Um, could be very, very lucrative potentially for us. We'll kind of also, you know, look in and, and peer into a, a weird coincidence uh, of the total with this game and how it's kind of uh, coincides with our previous meetings with Army. Last one was back in 1946, but a great opportunity today for the Mountaineers, and you know Army's going to come in here more than excited to play with that 9-2 record. So you guys know what to do. If it's in the morning, grab the coffee feel style, last time of 2020, or uh, go ahead and get that drink ready because it's it's New Year's Eve, guys, right? So uh, come on back and enjoy it here with us on the porch as we talk Mountaineers versus Army here in the Liberty Bowl. going on there, Zach? You ready for the most uh, wonderful time of the year, bowl season, my friend? Oh, it is bo-bo-bowl season, my friend. It is oh, time it's... to roll. It's like the, uh, you just kind of went there with the um, old Bo Jangles, uh, it's bow time uh, <laughs> box there, man, you know? Hey, I feel the spirit in me. Hey, well, I mean, you know, those old Andy Williams ads, man, that ESPN used to bring out back in the mid mid 90s late 2000s man just i mean it's the most wonderful time of the year and it's it's true i'm gonna tell you right now buddy and i i know this is more about west virginia than anything else but i'm gonna toot my own horn here a little bit real quick 11 and 3 so far in our bowl pick them at this point now granted we can do totals as well so if you're not truly comfortable with the side you can you can go and you know pick a total but uh so far 11 and 3 um so Not too shabby. Big 12 heavy, my friend, uh, has been pretty good and profitable to this point so far. And I'm hoping that that will continue uh, tomorrow for sure. I'm sure that if the shorthanded as Florida was and your confidence in the Big 12 in general, that you had this Oklahoma smash into Florida, didn't you? Oh, yes, sir. Same with Texas, by the way, against Colorado. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice little, uh, nice little uh, two hundred dollar parlay win there, my friend, off of forty bucks. I was, uh, wasn't too disappointed at all with that uh, trifecta, a little horse racing term there, but uh, that would be a little off. Christmas cash. Yeah, well, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, you know, bringing in the new year the right way. You know what I mean? Um, uh, with 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 a little Big Twelve love there. Um, and you know, I mean, few other opportunities still out there for the Big Twelve in the bowl season. Uh, maybe something worth uh, looking into because. Defense is coming to play to this point in the Big 12. Look what Texas did against Colorado. Look what Oklahoma did against Cal Trask and the Florida Gators. Now, granted, Oklahoma State, Miami, that was just a 
little bit of a track meet and a kind of a weird game all around. Um, that was actually a loss, Zach, uh, on the bull pick. I took the under in that one. Mm. Uh, didn't, didn't roll with the pokes, was a little less confident because, I mean, before Derek King goes out, I think everyone was a little bit, you know, who knew who was going to win that game. And it's still ended up being so, um, which was pretty wild. Um, Agreed. Yeah, I mean, great game. I mean, great game. Uh, but, I mean, you know, tomorrow, though, uh, the Big 12 will have its fourth team playing a bowl game, and that's our beloved Mountaineers. Uh, and these, I'm going to say somewhat prestigious Liberty Bowl. I mean, it's been around a long time, right? Um, and I'm glad we have an opponent that's worthy of the game, not a 3-7 and seven Tennessee volunteer squad. Uh, happy to see a 9-2 and two Army as the opponent here um, in this ball game, uh, you know, tomorrow in that Liberty Bowl. Oh, without a doubt. I I was not in the slightest excited when I saw Tennessee was the opponent originally, and I'm sure a lot of other people out there were. Game, man. Nah, nothing at all. If Like we talked about before, you lose that game, last game of the season, that's just an absolutely horrible taste in your mouth. Makes the program look bad, makes Neil Brown look bad. But win that game, so what? Who gives a crap? You're expected to win. Now you're going against a team that much tougher than Tennessee. Granted, their schedule may be a little – or their record, I apologize, may be a little inflated given their schedule. But even still, Army's a tough team year in, year out, and that'll be a much more competitive game and one that if we win makes us look pretty pretty damn good. It's it's also one of those things, too, where, you know, the athleticism factor, right? I mean, Army – those guys are not necessarily guys that, you know, are blue chippers that are jumping off the page, but damn it, they know how to execute a scheme and how to play football, right? Right. And, uh, you know, that's what we got to guard against tomorrow. Um, you know, I'm sure you've done a lot of listening, kind of kind of looking into it, uh, you know, ahead of this game. Um, but, man, I mean, it's almost hard to want to talk shit on Army, right? I mean, it's just – It's it's un-American. It is un-American, right? I mean, you, you know, now granted, I will tell you that when Army-Navy, the Army-Navy games go down, I'm a big Navy guy. My grandpa was, you know, mechanic, served in the war, um, you know, was on the Navy ships. Um, so always kind of root for Navy, but I mean, you can't root against any of the academies, right? Um, it's, Munkin's done an amazing job there. We know that. Um, but there is, there is that little factor for us, right, that, we, you know, and I think it's fair to say the nation is going to be pulling for Army um, other than, you know, the Mountaineer Nation. And I think that gives us a slight bit of juice uh, if we are invested. And I think we are. From everything that I've read and heard, it sounds like we're pretty pretty invested in this football game. I mean, the fact that Tony Fields is the only guy that's opted out, I think speaks to that, right? Oh, absolutely. But you, you think about a few factors on this game. Neil Brown knows how to prepare a team with some time. Now, granted, only a week and a half to prepare for this Army scheme, but still, that's a nice amount of time. He's notorious for having success in bowl games, and he's just a great motivator to begin with. Two, when is West Virginia as a program at its best? When people are not only counting them out, but rooting actively against them, which in this game, like you said, everybody except West Virginia fans will be pulling for Army because of the fact that they were – snubbed in a bowl game to begin with, and because, hell, they're Army. It's Army, yeah. And, I mean, it's, it, exactly, exactly. And then you think about just the fact that a lot of these guys haven't even won a bowl game 
in their whole sure. in their whole career in Morgantown. You think they're hungry for a bowl win? I, you can bet your ass they I are. I would say old I would say old Darius still is the uh first team all American mm-hmm. is playing in this bowl game is playing in this game to win a bowl game. Oh, uh, he didn't come back for nothing. Yeah, I don't think he's playing in this game for no reason. And you know what? To be fair on fields too, dinged up a little bit on that knee, right? Probably not a bad idea oh, no. to not play this game for him. You know, I, I know people always kind of want to make that a big kind of to do, right? Oh man, you playing in the bowl game, you know, or not? And for him makes a little more sense, right? You know, a little dinged up, maybe not to play. But for, you know, for these other guys, I mean, they're almost treating it as a senior day, um, which we've heard that a bunch, mm-hmm. you know, being discussed, which I'm telling you what, I mean, I'm personally a big fan of the head as well. For sure, even more um, juice. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know something else too, Zach, that I don't think has been discussed maybe <clears throat> nearly enough heading into this thing um, is the fact that, man, Neil Brown – not only, you know, has he done well in bowl games and with time to prepare in the past, I mean, he has faced this this type of offensive scheme um, maybe to a lesser degree, but has faced it, you know, here in the last, you know, five to ten years when he was at Troy. You know, they faced Georgia Southern, and those guys run this type of offense. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I think that's a big benefit. And, and not to mention um, – you know that he he did pretty daggone well against Georgia Southern. Um, beat him in beat him twenty eighteen. Beat him in twenty eighteen uh, by fourteen thirty five twenty one. Beat him in twenty seventeen thirty eight to sixteen. He was clipped by him in twenty sixteen. Um, Georgia Georgia Southern's last game of the year beat him twenty eight to twenty four uh, on Saturday December third there in twenty sixteen. A nine and three Troy team by the way couldn't get that done. Um, that day, but I mean, he's done well against Georgia Southern. He's done well. He's prepared for this offense, right? And I think one thing that's really crucial in this thing that also, you know, we we have to realize too is, man, Army while having this great record and and, and putting up impressive numbers and kind of being what they are, the the level of talent they have played is nowhere near West Virginia, and maybe the only team you could even say has close to the amount of talent. And, you know, some might say more, but it's Cincinnati, mm-hmm. right? And Army didn't score an offensive touchdown against Cincinnati. Nope. That was a scoop and score where essentially Cincinnati tried to run an option play. And Cincinnati Army, Army's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you think we don't know this shit? Option play on us? Really? You think this is going to work? And they picked it off and ran it to the house, right? So, I mean, I, I look at that and I say, man, West Virginia defensively, our, off, our, our guys up front, we've got an ability, I believe, to – to potentially dominate that. And I heard Army's uh, radio guy when he was on Sportsline talking about how his biggest concern was West Virginia's defensive front, right? And while the option kind of eliminates, you know, that because you're only trying to get that two or three yards per play, you don't have to get as much push. And, you know, part of the reason Army's been so successful is the defensive lines they face have just not been to the quality that they're going to see tomorrow. When the Mountaineers roll out Akeem Mesador, Darius Stills, Dante Stills, Pooler, I mean, the whole mm-hmm. game. I mean, and I, I think that's huge. And I think maybe everybody that's from our perspective, being Mountaineer fans and just looking at it, we don't necessarily think about how good this unit is. And we're just kind of still living in, in that Iowa State world. And yeah, we lost to Texas and everything like that. Like, this team could have been a hell of a lot better than five and four really mm-hmm. easily. 
um, and solely pretty much because of how good that defensive line is. And I think tomorrow these guys are going to eat like Zeke Elliott on Christmas on Christmas Day buffet, buddy. I mean, it's going to be one of those types of days if we play our fundamentally sound and do what we're supposed to do to stop that offense. But I think we have the ability to kind of shut it down, though. I, I completely agree. And just to speak about the potential of this team to have potentially been even better this season, you imagine a world where 2020 didn't exist in a COVID environment. You have a full off season to prepare. You have a lot of continuity built from that time together, mm-hmm. working out in the off season, getting some chemistry going. You start off the season – two of your first three games are against Florida State and Maryland. Those are two games I would almost bet we win, and I'd, I'd probably bet the farm on it. That's two extra wins. Oh, I'd bet the Purdy farm on it. Oh, yeah, bud. Purdy farms, you know, that's a big farm yeah. to bet on it, and I'd, I'd do it along with it. It's a big farm, I'd, and I'd, I'd, bet the farm, I'd bet the Purdy farm on, um, you know, on, uh, on both uh, those games. I'd, I'd have said we'd taken down Florida State and Maryland without so that question. That puts you at seven wins, and yeah. if you think about it, this team would have benefited a lot from that extra work in the offseason, especially one thing that we had a lot of issues with was continuity in the passing game between Daggy and those young receivers. That extra work would have, especially, especially early. early, and that would have helped a lot, yeah. and that may have gotten you an extra win, been just enough to maybe beat a Texas Tech, who is one that was absolutely left on the table. That gets you to eight wins, my friend. Eight and four in the regular season. You think we're not happy with that in the second year? Technically, year one, maybe one point five with Neil Brown. I think we're thrilled. Yeah, I'd say we're we're very, 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 very happy with that. I mean, you know, like like that's a pretty, pretty, pretty good, like Larry David would say, type of season right there. Um, to go eight and four in year zero, asterisk year two. I mean, yeah, absolutely, it would have been. You know what? I think going six and four with a bowl win here tomorrow kind of puts you on the right path. You think about some of the wins we've had lately in recruiting. You think about, you know, the, the big addition of Doug Nestor. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you to that offensive line, you think about how young Frazier is. Why Milam? Keep you it know, in state. You think about why Milam coming in. I mean, like, you know, you kind of joke around, but, I mean, the, mount, the mountain, the mountain, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, and then you the, the crazy the crazy room that's still swirling about Darnell Wright. You know what, that, that's all good and well, but even if he doesn't come in, We've got enough guys up there to be pretty happy with Yates still up there as well on the O front uh, for us. I mean, I love that, man. And I know we just kind of dived off the Army game real quick into that. But I think just the momentum of that, the momentum of getting those wins in recruiting, the momentum of getting the kid from Spring Valley, right, the corporate mm-hmm. age kid, the tight end, everything is moving in the right direction. And tomorrow if you go out there and you prove on a national stage, which, I mean, let's be real, it's New Year's Eve. It's four o'clock, you know, people are getting ready for whatever they're going to do. And, and in this day and age this year, hopefully not much. Let's be real about yep. it. Um, this this is going to be nationally on. I mean, maybe you know, there's not many eyes as, you know, say the national championship the next day, but, or, you know, the semifinals the next day, the national championship. But there's going to be a lot of eyes on the Mountaineer program tomorrow here against Army. And I think our guys probably have been told that and sold that bill of goods. And I think they realize it. I really do. And I think they're going to really try and use this as an opportunity to kind of um, kind of build into 2021 and continue the climb. Because this group of seniors, I think, you know, really took it to heart to be the most improved team in the country. Right. And not saying that they're not going to be if they win tomorrow, but if you lose, you sure mm. as hell won't be. And 
good opportunity for a great statement tomorrow, right? You know, I really, really think that the motivational factors are there um, for us to do very well. Now, we're going to play a team that's going to be really fired up, and we know that. Yeah, they're they're going to be ready to roll. They've, they've been hearing for a couple of weeks now how they were disrespected, not even getting a bowl game in the first place. You think they're not going to be fired up. You're crazy. But you talked about the attention this game is going to get the three bowl games on the slate tomorrow, Tulsa and Mississippi state and the armed forces bowl. That's a noon. It might have some, might have some miles on it. Get Mike Leach out there. Oh, yeah. He gets the I eyeballs. Mean, it's the nooner, on, it's the nooner, the nooner, the nooner on, uh, on New Year's Eve. We'll have some eyeballs. There'll be some people popping a, you know, popping a, popping a little high yep. beer or uh, pouring that first drink of the day. Now, I'm not saying that that's, you know, how you want to start off your day before noon. Um, but there'll, there'll be a couple people that might partake it in that because um, it's bowl season and that's what you do. And, you know, you've got the Golden Hurricane that are a pretty fun team. Um, granted, they're that Collins kid, you know, he he's opted out. But, I mean, and, and like you said, the Pirate Man Leech is a oh, fun yeah. guy to begin with, right? So there'll be some eyeballs. Then after that, you got the you got the Offer Pad Arizona Bowl. Yep. With Ball State and San Jose State hey, at two o'clock, not uh, let me hey, hey CBS, ah, I'll give them that. You know, granted, you might have some people that typically watch the soaps that somehow <laughs> you know kind of find their way over there. Um, because the, the the national football fan, you know, most people that follow the game are probably not thinking about Ball State and San Jose State, regardless of how great that San Jose State story is. Um, and it's a great one, but. You know, the fighting lettermans from Ball State, Muncie, Indiana are not typically uh, primetime appointment television. Wow, Army versus the Mountaineers. Yeah, I mean, that's going to have a lot of people watching it. And it leads perfectly up into your whatever the hell you decide to do before midnight. Exactly. Right. And that'll be a nice little pregame viewing experience for people getting ready for their evening and whatever they decide to do. Small crowd, no crowd, hopefully no big crowd, but. You know, it's it's probably the best game of the day. I'd have to I'd have to assume ESPN slot four o'clock last game of the day. It'll mm-hmm. it'll get some attention, and I'm excited for it. If we can go out there and put on a good show, that'll that'll be nice. That'll be good for the for the brand, and that's that's what we're building here. All right, yeah, trust it, it. It's a great step in the climb, right? Tomorrow is an, a great opportunity to prove something in that climb, um, and. You know, when when you build upon that, it it's just it's just one of those things where tomorrow really can kind of springboard mm-hmm. you into twenty twenty one. Whereas, I mean, Army man, the last of the hards. I mean, that's Monk and those guys. They have an absolutely a, a scheme and a kind of a a blueprint on how they want to play this game tomorrow, right? I mean, we know they go for it on fourth downs a ton. I mean, they've went for it thirty three times. They've gotten it twenty one on the season. That's pretty incredible, right? They had they're gonna stick to what they are. We cannot allow them to dictate the game tomorrow, right? And be more mentally tough than we are. If that happens, the the football game changes a ton. Would you not agree with me when I on this act that I think the number one thing to tomorrow being what every Mountaineer fan wants it to be is a quick early lead in the football game. If you get that I think you can write this thing however you want to write it. If you get up tomorrow, you know, nice little touchdown over the top, maybe Daggy hits up Bryce, Bryce Ford Wheaton with a little bomb and you're up seven, nothing. 
and then you maybe you're able to come out there and hold them to a field goal and then you get the ball back and kind of score again and you're up you're sitting there maybe even 10-3 or 14-3 middle of the second quarter you're feeling really really good about the football game but if army's winning like seven to three or seven seven and it's it's you know they're they're taking long possessions which is what they do you get really concerned i think a quick strike's the number one thing for us for us tomorrow in terms of how you know if you have that tomorrow there's no way you're losing the game i don't think yeah that's that's what you want to avoid is a slow start against a team like that whose biggest deal on their side of the ball is ball control they want to run every second off that clock if they can and keep the ball out of the other team's hands just grind it out and that's their style they want to out physical you they want to out possess you they just want to beat you up and if we can get out to a start maybe to the same effect as what oklahoma did against florida tonight just quick score quick pick six something to that effect get up quick couple touchdowns even if it's a touchdown in the field goal that'd be cool with me because army i don't think is a team who's going to be able to score a whole lot on us because in all likelihood we're the best defense no. they'll have faced all year us in cincinnati because cincinnati does have a very good defense and like yeah. you said earlier cincinnati didn't allow a single offensive touchdown to army in that whole entire game i think that we could possibly have the same kind of success i'm sure they'll probably get one on us but i don't think it'll be a lot so if we can get out early that'd be in our best interest yeah, I mean, it, it, 100% um, getting up, getting out early is, is huge, crucial in this game. One other thing, too, that I think would be absolutely kind of a – you star it, right, if you're able to get some mm. turnovers. I don't know that's, you know, not like I'm breaking, you know, you know running, you know, learning, t- making some great scientific, you know, discovery here by saying that you, you create turnovers, you're going to win. But against Army – if they're not scoring or they're not possessing the football, it, it takes away a lot of why their defense has been successful is because they're not on the field. Um, I mean, when, when Tulane and Tulane's putting up, you know, 30-plus points on you, I, I feel like the, West Virginia's got a better offensive team than the old green wave. Um, I just – I look at that and I say, man – if we are able to get some big play strikes, put up some points on them, I just don't think they have the offensive the offensive ability. I mean, yeah, they put up 49 against Mercer, but it was Mercer. And then against D1 teams, well, I guess they beat 42 against Louisiana – or 42 against Middle Tennessee and 37 against Louisiana. But real competition, right? Um, like 28 versus San Antonio, the Roadrunners, old meet me. You know, they're – I mean, that's – that's competent. That's okay. 28 against Georgia Southern, but then Navy and Air Force 15 and 10. Like, I think they also, tomorrow against us, don't want to get that many possessions because they know the more their defense is on the field, they're going to struggle. I really do believe that. I agree completely. I think that we are overall the better team, the more talented team. We just have to go out there and prove it. And you look at the Defensive numbers, Army's got a very good defense by the numbers, but as you said, who are they really playing? You look at the statistics that Cincinnati and Tulane put up against them, two of their better opponents, if not their two best opponents. Cincinnati, obviously their best opponent they faced. They they were able to put up yards against them, and they didn't blow them out by any means, but they were able to move the ball. 
And that's what we have to do. We have the defense, even without fields and another loss that we're going to have to deal with in the linebacker core is X-ray low. And that's that's big when you're yeah. facing a team that runs as much as they do. you got to have guys that can fill those gaps and stop the run. And we're going to be a little shorthanded, but hopefully the defensive line can come out, get nasty, and really stuff them. But we've just got to – Good to have a calendar tomorrow, on, on, honestly. I mean, that's a big – that's kind of a big guy for us to have back in the lineup and be able to play um, along with along with Austin, correct, yeah, as well? I believe so. Granted, on the line, but still – Tomorrow, even too, you know, I've heard a lot of people talk about how you kind of defend this. Was listening to the Dunlap talk earlier today, you know, old, old Mountaineer defensive coordinator Steve Dunlap, and said the defensive linemen need to go a lot of east and west, not north and south, right? Well, to me, that sounds like a very interesting thing for our defensive line, especially like in the Key Mesler, who's kind of a linebacker type. Cowan is a good pass rusher extraordinaire. Those guys are able to move laterally well. Like mm-hmm. if we'd have had fields, that would have been amazing. But I really do like the sound of that for us. And then you got to think about it too. We've got a good, you know, some good defensive, uh, hard hitting safeties, and Tyke Smith and Alonzo Adai having them come up and run coverage. Oh, that yeah. feels all right to me. Um, and then you know, okay, so if you've got to play man to man, I feel okay with Drayshawn Miller out there on the outside versus an Army wide receiver. It, to me, this feels like a um, a game that West Virginia could absolutely curb stomp um, the old, the old army boys tomorrow. I really do believe that Zach. And I'm, and I, and I say that with some trepidation because I know the system is what it is, but I think we've had enough time to prepare for it um, here and we've got good coaches and we're, we're, we, I think we're motivated for this game that we could really put a number on our army. I'd like to think you're right, too. It it just seems like a game where we match up well. Our front seven's been effective all year long. We only really got ran really, really bad against Iowa State. They were the only team that really, really just ran it down our throat. And I don't think we're going to let that happen twice, especially twice in a month. And One good thing about this amount of time is it kind of was a detriment to us going into Iowa State, but this long layoff gets you healthy. It gives you time to get your guys in the shape they want to be in. Hopefully COVID hasn't been, you know, too worrisome for them, hasn't been too much of a, you know, Mm -hmm. thing to deal with where they haven't been able to enjoy themselves during this few weeks and get some relaxation, but they should be healthy and ready to roll. They should be hungry for a bowl win, but they, they're a defense that has played well all season. They're one of the most, one of the best statistical defenses in the country. And I, like you said about Tyke, he's going to be a key to this game. I think that he will be likely the defensive MVP because he He's just so fast. He's such a hard hitter. He's a guy who's a Johnny on the spot. I think that he's going to have an excellent game, and I think he'll be the key to stopping Army's run def- or run game, along with the Stills brothers, of course. And hopefully Mesador can make his mark as a freshman All-American. Speaking of Tyke and All-Americans, by the way, him getting third-team recognition and yeah. getting honorable mention in the Big 12 is just flabbergast me. Can you Can you agree with that? <laughs> Oh, it beyond beyond boggles the mind, man. It's uh, 
ensnares the senses, man. I mean, I'm, I'm pulling the Severus Snape lines out here because it, 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 unbelievable. Um, I mean, Ty Key, man, I mean, it, it was a great omission. I mean, it's going to go down mm-hmm. as, as a Kevin Jones type uh, type screw job, you know, Bret Hart, Montreal screw job type of deal. I mean, it's it's going to go down that way in, in the annuals history. But, you know, the good thing about it is, too, for Ty Keen, come back next year, man, and, and, and just prove use that as motivation, fuel for the fire again, man. I love the fact that it dies well as a big again too. I was really excited to hear that he's coming back for next season. Um, I was very happy about that. But I mean, yeah, Tyke is going to be huge tomorrow. You know something else too? I kind of like about this game tomorrow, Zach. Supposedly we're getting some mid forties mm-hmm. cold rain, um, which is either going to really show and really show our character, mm-hmm. or it's really going to expose our character. Um, and I'm hoping that it will be the latter that it will expose how good and, and how kind of um, much this team has kind of grown in the two years of the Neil Brown era. I, I really feel like he's kind of put this game um, kind of on a, on a different level. And, and I, I, you know, I heard them, you know, and you saw this mm-hmm. stuff about going to wisp, right. You know, doing the, doing the, uh, the tubing and stuff kind of has treated this in a bold type of atmosphere without it being, the bowl game itself. I'm, I really, you know, without being able to go there and do all the barbecues and the, you know, the dances and, you know, all that, um, they've made it as much of a, an, a treat and a reward for a, for a, for a much improved season as they possibly could. And I think that'll really help us, uh, still continue moving forward in this game and our motivation. Well, I love that too, because sure. beyond athletes, these guys are kids. They want to have fun. They, especially in a year like this where mm-hmm. fun has been a little bit uh, hard to come by. Yeah. And disintegrated, man. You know, it's kind of neuralized it like the Tommy Lee, uh, you know, kind of what, what was, what was something before social distancing? You know what I mean? Like the neuralizer, man. It's, it's right. And it's, it's that was there. something I like to see from the coaching staff. They, I mean, they get it. They're, they are players, coaches. It seems to me like they think, and they know a lot of what the kids 100%. like, what they want, what makes them happy, and that's that's huge for a coaching staff. And it gets a lot of respect from your guys too, and hopefully that you know kind of recharges the kids, gives them a little bit of little bit of juice going into the game. And not only that, I'll give, I'll tell you something else that should give these guys some juice. The only game that you've played in the past month was a complete blowout disgrace of a game they should be hungry from that true especially you know i mean let's be honest about this you i mean i have the feeling and this is just just a feeling a gut you know gut cause they would say but like a guy like a darius stills tomorrow oh yeah i mean that defense is gonna be fired up ready to play i mean that guy was that guy came from not getting an Mm -hmm. offer west virginia Rutgers guy down the road in Fairmont, dad was a freaking, you know, all Big East type performer, had a 10-year NFL career. That guy doesn't get a scholarship from Dana As a package until deal. the last minute. That guy's mo- a package deal with his brother, motivated as can be. Look at him, first team all, you know, first team All-American, and you're going to tell me his last game was a 42-6 shellacking at Iowa State? I don't think so. I think the Mountaineer defense tomorrow is going to prove how it's funny it you speak of Dana because I'm watching uh, SVP's Sports and, Center and they're going over the worst beats of the year and they've got a Houston Navy game uh, where the total and the points scored just 
screwed quite a few people. Of course, it was Dana on the on the screen as you said that. <laughs> not, not <laughs> he knows when to make an appearance. Went went for the went, they went for the two at the end and 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 Navy got it. Yeah, Dana, man, Dana, man, you know you gonna pitch around a little bit, man. So glad not to have him tomorrow. Yeah, coaching a bowl. By the way, uh, just just gonna throw that out there. I mean, he only won one of them. Um, man, you know, that's something else too. I think why a lot of people have apprehension, right? And look at it, the old Army team here. Now, this is the grossest beat of all time, by the way. Um, that if, if you if you're watching, if you end up watching the bad beats, and this is bad podcast form here, but the way Middle Tennessee State takes 50 seconds here to run literally like three plays and not do anything, worst clock management of all. Yeah. Of all time, Zach, of all time. I'll let you finish this off, and I'll keep talking about something else here. But it's funny how before – and this goes into the Army factor. Army heading into that game was a was most people thought they weren't going to beat Middle Tennessee State because they had to they had to replace the quarterback, Ahmad Bradshaw. They had to replace all these guys. Middle Tennessee had Stockstill. He was this dual-threat guy who was really good and electric. And people thought Middle was going to go boat race Army. Mm-hmm. That's not Army. They're tough. They are, they, they, you know, Monk can listen to him on Pardon My Take. And he ha- has a kind of a, a mantra. They call it the last of the hards, right? That's what these guys are about, man. And I don't want it to be a game tomorrow because I think if we allow them to hang around, man, that's going to be really. Yeah, good. they're not going to go out laying down. I mean, they're going to give us hell the whole game. And we've just got to go out there and be the tougher team. And I like what you said about. Darius really leading the charge on the defense. He didn't decide to stay around for this bowl game with, you know, with an NFL future on the line to go out with anything less than his best and the best from his guys. And they're, they're going to be primed and ready to go. Not to say that the army guys aren't too, but I, I really think that our, our defense especially is going to come out with some extra motivation. And I'm really hoping to see the same from the offense because they have underperformed of late. And I think that they, they deserve a little bit of, a little bit of run. Yeah, you know, I, I, but I, I'll say I'll I'll say this too, Zach, about about Army, right? Or excuse me, not about Army, but about our offense. I mean, I think we kind of we we think back um, the game that we saw last against Iowa State, which was terrible, right? Execution wasn't there. I feel like there when we were hitting our stride in mid October, toward the back end of November. That offense was becoming very efficient. Uh, Letty was really starting to grind. We were we were able to kind of keep play keep away from a lot of the teams in the Big Twelve, and I think that's going to be huge tomorrow because I think we're able to execute and play keep away from Army in certain respect too, and I think we're okay with that. But we have the. I mean, you think about the way Neil Brown bled clock against Kansas State, um, against. Uh, against TCU, I mean, unbelievably how quick and how much we can kind of grind clock. And I think as well here, it's something to kind of look into. But Letty Brown's ability to run the football tomorrow could be absolutely the key. Because I don't think Army's faced a running back that has anywhere near the ability of what Letty Brown has. And, And I'm sure you're seeing bad beats here again, Tulane. That running back from Tulane. Had a pretty decent game. Army's all over the bad beat. Their quarterback ran for a little bit of yardage. Yeah, oh, Army's all over. I mean, they really are. And this is why, like, 
granted, like the game ends up eighteen point game, but watch this. That's what Army might do tomorrow on special teams if we're up twenty. Throw a pass on a backwards across the field Music City Miracle type pass. Um, they'll pull out all the stops, no question. Oh yeah, I mean Munkin's a creative coach. Obviously, Army runs that crazy flex bone offense. They're gonna they're gonna throw the kitchen sink at us if they've got to, and we just got to be prepared. And that's one thing I think that is great about having Neil as a coach. He exhausts all options in preparation. And one thing that you see in these Mountaineer teams, especially compared to the Holgerson-led teams, is effectiveness and crispness on special teams. And that may not mean a lot to some people, but it's especially... One thing that's just so awesome about having Neil as a head coach is his preparation in all phases, but particularly in special teams. I mean, you think about the special teams gaffes that we had under Dana in coverage and in the return game, you just don't really, you know, and teams like army Still bring nightmares, man, still bring um, nightmares thinking about some of those coverage blunders with Dana. Having to not even put somebody back there because you can't even feel a damn punt. Like that's just ridiculous. <laughs> but teams like army who thrive on the times that we pulled that off over, over the years with him, with him was almost absurd. I know. And teams like Army who try to exploit yeah, I mean, their game. And it, 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 at least you don't have to worry about that now. Yeah, I, I think that Neil's got them tightened up pretty well. Which, I mean, you know, you kind of see those signs coming, right, throughout the program. And, Zach, I'm, I'm going to say, you know, tomorrow – playing army i think that's kind of another opportunity to kind of kind of look inside the mirror a little bit right you look at a team we want to continue to build our discipline as a program well look at army i mean you can you can kind of build and kind of gain and kind of glean things from army to kind of help build yourself up as you continue you know to kind of move toward these um these next set of goals that i think neil brown in this program has um you know moving forward and look at tomorrow and say the, our ability to be efficient running the football and then being able to then throw over the top is how the game is won. The ability to do that in the Big 12, I don't feel like we will have any problem doing that against a set of DBs from Army, which is nowhere near the level of talent of, say, TCU or Texas or, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think, you know, Kansas State probably even – um, that makes me feel pretty comfortable tomorrow with Daggy being able to kind of, you know, if he's on and maybe rust, rust and kind of, um, I mean, could be questionable. Maybe you wonder about that with him on the deep ball. So, I mean, that's, that's something to kind of look into tomorrow too uh, early. Maybe we hit a deep ball or two. I mean, it's kind of wild because you think about it. I mean, we haven't played since the fifth and we've really only played what, you know, three times in about two months now. Whereas Army, you know, in that time span has played, uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Zach, going to be their fifth game now. So they're definitely in kind of a groove a groove and a rhythm at this point in time. Yeah, I think that's one thing that Neil's going to try and exploit early on is, like we said, getting out to a fast start. And that will probably involve trying to hit him on some deep passes because 
we have some guys on the outside that can burn you, but we haven't really exploited it a whole lot. I think that's a lot of youth. I think it's a lot of chemistry that just hasn't developed yet between some young guys and our starting quarterback and Daggy. But I'd like to see – man, I'd really love to see Sam James get one. He's He's yes, been due all damn James season. Coming out tomorrow. You know what else I'd like to see get one tomorrow? Maybe two. Old TJ Simmons in his last game in a Mountaineer uniform. Oh, right? I'd love that. I, mean, I would love to see that for him. Uh, but definitely right on the Sam James. I'd like to see old Sam Brown make a play or two. Winston Wright's been there all year. Bryce Ford. We, I mean, man, the core of receivers coming back is still pretty talented. Oh, yeah. With that great offensive line. Daggy finally going to be considered a junior next year. <laughs> Third-year junior. Game. You know who else I think gets a little run tomorrow, though, Zach? You know, and it kind of goes away from this point we're bringing here. But, you know, I think we're going to see a little Garrett Green tomorrow um, in the run game and getting some wrinkles there offense. I I would love that. When you, but when I you mean, have so much time man, to prepare, you might as well. To think, man. Yeah, I mean, and it's unbelievable to think, though, kind of what we potentially um, might have in store for ourselves next year on the offensive side of the football because of how good that line's going to be. Is We need to probably find someone to go along. Although Sinkfield, you know, has done admirable. Um, but, man, the receivers, while we give them a lot of grief there early on, and they started stepping up here toward the backside of it. And tomorrow's a great opportunity to kind of continue to show their maturation growth heading into 2021. Yeah, I think that's critical. They've got to continue to grow and mature. And you're right, this being these young guys at the receiver position's first bowl game, they're going to have a lot of, not so much pressure, but a lot of expectations on them. And hopefully they can go out there and do that because we've got to have them out there. We've got so many young receivers with a lot of potential, and we got to have them perform the way that we know they can. We, we've we seen flashes, but we need to see it with more consistency. Hopefully this is the springboard for that. Yeah, and you know something else too, you know, speaking of consistency, thinking about from the Army perspective of things, right, it's kind of crazy how consistent they are considering they have no consistency in who the heck is on the field mm-hmm. for them. That's wild too. Um, man, it's such a system. I really do like the fact that Neil Brown has seen it when he was at Georgia, you know, against against Georgia Southern when he was at Troy. And it's not been that long since he's seen it. That's really kind of a, 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 a I have a little bit of level of comfort with that. Um, aspect of it also like the fact what neil brown three and in bowl games as a head football coach um and his time at troy i like both of those factors tomorrow for us zach here's my thing man i have a uh you know in the in the bowl pick them you know the opportunity to either pick us minus a six and a half which now i see it's up to seven again it's been kind of floating there between seven and a half and six and a half depending on where you're getting it at or a total at 41 which one would you feel more comfortable with and I, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know how much you dabble into the, the stuff out there in the desert. But if you had to make a play, what do you make it? I'm glad you brought that up as far as the, the betting odds because I have a comment on that to make. But as far as your, as your play here, I would personally go. I would take the Mountaineers to cover. I'd take them to cover. I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree too. Because I think if if we really want to get moving on offense we might make some big, big plays in the pass game. 
and we might get to the number ourselves almost potentially. I would potentially. love to see that. I mean, yeah, the points. I, I mean, the would points it shock you thirty-five ten tomorrow? Would it shock you? I could see that. The points aren't always reliable with us. I'm hoping that our defense shows up and stops Army, so that'll keep the total a little bit down. But I'm hoping that we can have that offensive performance to maybe near the number ourselves. Like you said, that'd be a hell of a day. I, 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 don't, I don't, you know, it depends on if we're finishing drives. I mean, that's the key, right? And and for the most part, I feel like we've done a pretty good job of that all season. Um, all the red zone offense know. has been much improved from last year. That's part of the climb that I've really enjoyed seeing yeah. from last year to this year. And really the, 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 the games when you struggled in the red zone, there was one game in particular – and it costs you dearly against Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, we've done a really good job of not only converting points down there, but scoring touchdowns down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I look at that and say, man, that's a huge, huge key tomorrow, especially. Um, scoring touchdowns in the red zone because the number of possessions just isn't going to be as high. And I think we're going to contribute to that too. I mean, we're going to be a part of why that game is going to take, you know, it's going to kick off at four and it might be done before 645. I mean, it's going to fly. Don't mm-hmm. blink tomorrow because Mountaineer football will be done till 20, you know, till uh, what the beginning of August 2021. Let's in about two and a half hours tomorrow. I mean, let's let's be quite honest. It's going to be a fast game tomorrow afternoon for sure. Yeah, let's hope that uh, we get football back when we expect to next year with COVID talk. You just never know. But hey, hey, Zach, I'm going to tell you this, buddy. Okay. Uh, if, if we played this year, we if we ain't playing next year, there's something really wrong. You're damn right. So let's let's um let's 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 not even let's not even let that cat out the bag. You know they talk about bringing things into the universe. Let's keep that one bottled up. Let's keep that one away, buddy. All right. I agree. If, because if we don't have another March Madness, I'm gonna lose my ever loving mind. Oh my so gosh. So we will we will play football. We will play football again in 2021. Um, That's the right mentality. Uh, I'm with you. Hey, Forget I even said anything. Yeah. I'm sorry, buddy. I, I have to. I can't. I can't. I can't allow. Shut it, it down. I can't allow, it to, I can't allow it to permeate, man. We can't. Can't allow it. Um, but you know, talk talking. You had something you said you were going to bring up there, off the number. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me what, let me hit what you with you this. Bring up? Yeah. So you remember last pod? I brought up the average score of the past three meetings between WVU and Army. It was like in the like forty six total points or something like that. So the. Estimated so average nine to, nine to four, maybe or something? nine to four was the approximate <laughs> average of the score of the three previous meetings with Army. So mm-hmm. I looked back to check what the actual scores of those games were. It was seven to six in an Army win, nineteen to nothing in an Army win, and then seven to three mm-hmm. in a Mountaineer win. So that totals forty-two points. And the last line I saw was forty-one and a half. So that's that's a little eerie. It is eerie. That's. You know, that's that's I don't want to go Illuminati on folks. Ah. That's you know, that's 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 wild right there. Um, man, I love you know, stuff like that. Man, the, oh, me too, dude. Kind of, kind of the weirder the better. Um, but I mean, the reality of it is the fact you think about this, man. Like last time we played these guys was forty six. Like football has just changed. And I know everybody's seen the the meme rolling around of that program where I mean. If, if somebody put that out today, like when Virginia's band attempted three, like even like a quarter what that that program was, I mean, they got literally blasted for days and to the point where anybody in the state even thinks about rooting for Virginia, you're disowned. Um, 
from that continental tire bowl. Mm-hmm. Like, just wild to think. And then you think about, you know, we've got the largest stockpile versus the Army, you know, tomorrow going. I mean, those those types of things. I mean, it's – I love the fact we're playing these guys, you know. Um, we've played Navy a, little, a time or two before, but it just it's just a cool – cool opportunity in game and I think that's something that Neil Brown has probably been selling and I think the kids I think they understand it too yeah I think you're right I think that Neil is at his peak this time of year when he has extra time to prepare you know his undefeated bowl record speaks for itself and I'm hoping that we can extend it tomorrow and I I truly think that we will this this seems like a spot where we should pick up a pretty convincing W hopefully we don't have the same success with our prediction as we did against Kansas oh yeah but you know I mean the the thing about it is to tomorrow especially and and I think this is something that that is is interesting to kind of kind of peer into here a little bit right Neil in a lot of these games when he's been the coach in a bowl game like he has not been the team with the with more talent, quote unquote, right? Mm-hmm. Or not, or not the favorite. I'm not saying I'm a little bit. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and say that I'm uh, worried about that. But it is something that you know. Hopefully, these guys um, are still so motivated off of how poorly the Iowa State game went that they haven't been really able to look around or think about the fact that. You know, you're a big boy power five school, and this is Army. The The level of, you know, talent on the field, based on what people think or based on what people tell you, is this is a game you, sh- like you said, you should win, right? I hope they don't have that mindset that we should win this game tomorrow, because if they have the we should win mentality, um, I'm nervous. I can't imagine Neil let them get too high on themselves. I mean, especially after the performance they had against Iowa State, I think it'd be kind of hard to have that opinion of yourself after that performance. And that was only a few mm-hmm. weeks ago. Now, maybe maybe so against Tennessee because that's a team where, you know, if you don't win that game, there's something seriously, seriously wrong. But against Army, I mean, 9-2, and two, regardless of the, the schedule they played, that's a good football team. And they've been hearing that for the past week and a half since this game got set up. So it's a big mentality shift from where we would have been facing the volunteers. And I I don't think Neil's going to allow them to get too big of a head coming into this, despite the fact that this game we should win. It's a game that we are favored to win. It's, it's something I think they'll be prepared to handle. I, you know, I, I really like that point though, kind of the, the change up in opponent you think helped us. And I think it does too, in terms of sharpening that focus because of the national spotlight that army kind of does bring with it too. Mm. Right. That's real interesting. And Zach, I kind of just did a little on the fly here research. So those bowl games that Neil's won 42, 32 versus Buffalo, when they had the big Jackson kid at quarterback, they weren't necessarily favored in that. I think Buffalo would have been more the team people would have thought would have come away, beat North Texas in the New Orleans bowl, 50 to 30. Um, and then beat Ohio twenty eight to twenty three, so you know I mean respectable. Army's probably yeah. Army's probably got more you know little chops than those three, but that Buffalo team was really good, and some of those Ohio teams with Solich, you know, well coached teams, pretty talented. So I like the fact that he's he's you know probably out coached somebody in Buffalo, and Leopold and the more talented team. He probably matched wits with Solich and won a complimentary game. I'm looking at the score twenty eight twenty three. 
kind of a dogfight type game. And then he probably had more talent against North Texas. So, I mean, hopefully tomorrow we can get a little combination of all three, right? You know, kind of dogfight them early, get, you know, get up on them, maybe with North Texas style and then kind of uh, out, you know, kind of maybe out coach him, maybe have a gadget or two, maybe use Garrett Green, a wrinkle or two. Um, that would be beautiful to see, man. Beautiful to see. I like how you tying in all his past bowl success to the way he'll approach this game. I, I, I like that a lot. I think that he's the kind of guy who's going to take his past experiences and learn from them and utilize them. And I think that this game will be a good example of that because, you know, ultimately this will be his first bowl experience with WVU. He's only going to have yeah. his past bowl experiences to go off of and, you know, Hopefully he'll have the same success, but I I love the idea of throwing in the special the specialty plays with Garrett Green. We gotta get a little funky. This this is a team that is gonna throw some funk at us. So why not toss it right back at him? Exactly. Well, and you know something else. Talking about the tossing it back at him and, and the funk, right? The the fourth down thing. I've even already heard him say. Yeah, we're probably going to go for mm-hmm. the fourth down a little more than we normally would tomorrow because having possession of the football, while it's possession is nine tenths of the law, well, it's definitely mm-hmm. that tomorrow. Definitely, I mean, having the having the football tomorrow changes everything, and I honestly think we're going to attempt to kind of keep Army's offense off the field too. Um, I mean, I really do, and that's not something you know. I'm not saying that we've ever this year or with Neil Brown really been this jet tempo, fast, fast team. I don't think that's necessarily how he likes to play offense. I think he likes to have a little tempo, but I don't think he likes necessarily to, you know, get out of a rhythm or anything like that. Um, but I think tomorrow I'm, I have a weird feeling, Zach, that we are literally going to try and sit on the football at times in this game um, because we just don't know how – I mean, you almost have to – you look at it and you say, the number of snaps Army has, that's the amount of decisions that we have to make where we might make the wrong one, right? Because that because it's all about the read. And hopefully, if we limit the number of times we've got to make that decision when we haven't prepared for it for forever, that only helps our potential for success to not have to be against that grind of that, you know, kind of bowling ball of a fullback continue to hit you. Yeah, Buchanan. Neil Brown wants That's to protect his skills a little bit and everything. Yeah, I mean, I think he knows that, you know, Ball control for us is just as important as it is for them. And I think that's something that maybe you don't hear that because of how important it is for Army. But I think it's pretty important for us too tomorrow. I completely agree. If your best bet in a game is to keep your offense on the field and keep theirs off the field, obviously defense is important, but points points win games. And the longer we possess the ball, the better chance we have to score points. And I think Letty's going to give them hell tomorrow. I'm hoping that we over under 180 yards for like oh 180. You're enticing me to go the over. I'm gonna go the under just because of my just because of my gut feel, but it won't be my much. Right, I, right, I think he'll right, surpass so, 150. Okay, one, one okay. How about 165? In the oh book? boy, I'll get I'll give you that. We'll, we'll go 165. Okay, okay, all right, we'll do another one here. Jarrett Deggy passing touchdowns tomorrow over Damn two and you. a half. That's right. That's right where I was too. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll go over. I think I think maybe Letty doesn't get more than one rushing touchdown, but I could see him getting one or two receiving touchdowns and 
that's obviously going to help Daggy. So I'll, I'll go over the two and a half. Honestly, I'm going okay. under on the Daggy touchdowns. I think Letty Brown maybe gets a couple. I think we might run a little gadgety play. Daggy gets one, I think, or two okay. tomorrow. I don't think he gets three. I don't know. Weird, weird feel there. If he gets three, then we're in, yeah. we've been in real business and we're really excited. And, and you know, uh, 2021 will be, you know, be a great, great start to the new year. Um, but I, I don't know. I just got a weird feeling about now about Daggy, you know, maybe he gets two. I don't think he gets three tomorrow. Um, here's, here's one other one here for you. Zach. I think I got a couple more here. Um, what about, uh, Letty Brown rushing touchdowns over one and a half? I'll stick with my prediction on one rushing touchdown. So I'll go under on that one. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's, that's probably a good one. I mean, most of the time when you look at player props, like, you know, for a running back to get it to more than two, that's when you are in your, when you big money, you know what I mean? Um, um, Here's another one here. What about Darius Stills? Now, this is this is different than what you would normally get. Most of the time, I would say, you know, sacks, but it's Army, so they're going to drop back and pass maybe five times tomorrow. Um, Darius Stills tackles for loss three and a Ooh, half. That's enticing. Oh, man. I'd love to say the over because he's just going to be so fired up, but I think that he's going to get – so much attention, I'll put him slightly at the under. I think I think he'll be right at three. What about team tackles, team total TFLs at eight? Mm. I think I'll take the over on that. I think that our defensive line will get a lot of push. Yep, yeah, I agree. I think that's – and I think that's the key. If we are getting tremendous push from that up front group, we've got this game tomorrow. It, it comes down to them, right? And I know Army, you know, is able to neutralize that some with the way that offense is ran. But you also can't tell me that they've seen a defensive line even close to this. No and shot. They, and they haven't. I mean, Cincinnati, while a good defensive line, it's not Darius Stills, Dante Stills, Austin Pooler. It's it's not this group that West Virginia has. Mesador, it's it's not this group, you know. And uh, man, I, I just I think think tomorrow is going to be a big one, Zach. I'll give you my prediction here real quick before we get off here, man. I, I'm thinking, I really am thinking maybe maybe a few less touchdowns um, than what we were kind of predicting earlier. But I'll I'll go with a, a solid twenty-seven to 10 victory tomorrow 27 to 10 i like your style i was thinking around the 31 10 range keep it right at the keep it right at the line yep yep i'll say 31 10 west virginia yeah 31 hey i like man that's a we get 31 10 you know we'll we'll all be we'll all be pretty happy we'll probably uh you know be toasting to the new year pretty pretty hard uh pretty excited at that point in time but i'll tell you what else too man um we we get that and we're able to kiss goodbye to 2020 with a mountaineer win and a football game and a bowl game um i don't i don't think that i would be too 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 upset um about about finishing the new year 
in that way, my friend. I don't, I don't think I would. I mean, you know, that's just, uh, there could be a lot worse ways to finish off this terrible year than to uh, have that kind of be the finish that we get. I'm right there with you, my friend. And just to just to have a bowl game to finish out the season, considering you didn't even know if you'd get more than a few games played with COVID at the start of the football season, to right. be able to play a bowl game, finish out in that position, to even have played your way into a bowl game, that's a, that's a positive spin in its own right. But to win one, that'd be a great step in the right direction for – Neil Brown. Yeah, it is. It, hell yeah, it would be. And you know what else, too? The climb would be oh, yeah. fully in progress. And then even the micro, even a little farther, just to get back out there after how December 5th was against Iowa State and have a positive mm-hmm. taste in your mouth and to, hear, and to hear this great song again, man, you know, uh, they want to they give me an ad here, which is just a little bit, you know, kind of <laughs> anticlimactic. But, uh, we can all hear it in our know, heads. To hear and, 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 another, and another ad here. Oh, unbelievable! All right, now, now, finally got in it to hear this great song here. Oh yeah, um, get getting played there. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't think it could be uh to be much better than to uh to hear old Harold John Denver uh, Country Roads tomorrow at about you know six forty five. In the heart of Memphis, that's we'll be hearing it all across the land. Can we hear Elvis sing it? That's what I'd like to hear. Oh, Oh. That was pretty brutal. <laughs> Let's cut that out. <laughs> he'd, uh, he'd, uh, he'd, he'd have he'll have a uh, he'll have army have a blue blue New Year man. So, uh, but man, awesome gonna gonna be a fun Liberty Bowl. Um, and hopefully we uh, we take it to Army Sounds tomorrow, like a plan, man. My friend, let's watch it happen. Here's to hearing that a lot in 2021. Let's go Mountaineers, and uh, let's um let's go put it on Army here today. And uh, thanks for listening here on the porch, guys. You guys have a great uh, New Year's and be safe. And uh, we're ready for the next year. Y'all take it easy.